I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Now, I don't need to tell you this, but our show Magma is available at sospresents.com. Now, you already know this. But if you feel like supporting these guys who in a few months will not have any work, SOSpresents.com, mm. <laughs> um, and you'll find Magma in there. And it's a good show. It's an engineering presentation, but mostly it's just jokes. That's Magma. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Five I'm ideas. Andy, <laughs> and I'm Alistair George Williams from Virtual. It just occurred to me that during these uh, long distance ones that we do, mm. my attempt to time the five and the sketch ideas at the same time mm. Mm. with yours is probably a real mess, and I haven't been going back and listening to them. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't have to go back and and listen to the Malastare because I can I can hear it as it happens over over the phone, and it's a real mm-hmm. mess. I mean, unless you're trying to think ahead and like get it wrong in the hope that you'll be compensating for um, you know satellite delay. Uh, sure, but you're hearing it extra extra late because of you're getting that double delay. That double delay, right? Because I have to say mine, you have to hear it, and you have to respond, and then I hear what you've said. But we're recording yeah. separately, and so it should only be a single delay between. Is that is that right? Is that so. what you're thinking? I think so. I think it should be just a single delay. Mm. Do you think that if you're, get, do you think it's like that's the thing is that when when we record this thing, you get the worst experience of this whole thing users get the get the middle worst experience and i get it live (laughs) well hang on you get you get your you get your part of it live (laughs) i mean yeah well to me that's the show baby (laughs) but uh, it's 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 good to know that the audio the audience is actually getting a better experience than either of us right yeah that's true yeah like That's because true. because we 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 both think this is terrible, but we well yeah. If you take into account our self hatred, um, then they're mm. getting a way better experience. Mm. But we're but that's that's assuming that they are not coming here and hate listening to this. Mm. God, it'll be great when we can somehow plug something into mm-hmm. our uh, our hormonal endocrine system or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. we'll be able to record the emotional experience of recording the show, and um, and lay that down as sort of a third track on the stereo uh, <laughs> export of the thing, and then you know your uh, your 
Apple headphones out of the little bit that has the volume control, there'll be a third um, little little plug that comes out. You know, the two headphone earbuds will go up and then there'll be a third one that you just sort of jam into a hole in your rib cage and you'll be able to feel yeah. it in your heart. <laughs> so you could plug it into one of those one of those ones, the brain pig ones that uh, Elon's building. Yes, and a pig could feel yeah. it for you. That way and you don't pig, have to. A pig. <laughs> Yeah, and you can feel how uncomfortable I feel during the 200th episode mm. when Andy goes to the bathroom and I have to uh, try to come up with an idea and I go, and then I just go, I, maybe I don't come up with any ideas. No, but you were there with, um, you had uh, you had Nick Mason with you, didn't you? Oh, I really, I really got, I really made Nick struggle then. I went, <laughs> all right, what, what is it, upside down helicopter, is that an idea? You realise that's not how when, we ever come up with any of the ideas on this show. Well, <laughs> like it, with with it Nick, I have a different consists. dynamic. That's our show. <laughs> it only happens once every 200 episodes for, you know, three minutes. It's like the alignment of, of various planets. Uh, when, the, when the winter solstice lines up exactly with mm. American Independence Day, that's when you record an episode of the podcast. Do you think that there's ever like one of those, you know, like one of those things that like ancient cultures did where mm. they would like have build a building so that the light would line up in a particular yeah. right way on a particular date, things like that. But there's anything like that with like shining it through your mouth and out your anus. <laughs> Do you think there's a date in which in a place you could stand where that would work? I mean, there could be a guy who just lies there all you know, all, at all times with his mouth open and his butt open, I guess, as well. And yeah. and just, yeah, on, on very rare occasions, you can, you can look. <laughs> I mean, would he have to erect small mirrors in his digestive system to bounce the light around corners? Well, I think... Of which I, I imagine think, there are several. No, I think... What his theory is, is that the body is a temple. Yes. Right? And so you better align it. To the... there, there's, there is a time mm. and a place mm. and a direction mm. that you got to face. Yeah. Right? And you can figure it out. He, I guess that's just his assumption that it, that it will work. Mm. So then he's got to just find the time. He's got to try all places yep. and all times and all directions. And, and then he could figure it out. It, it sounds like it would work to me. I mean, it also sounds like the place probably doesn't matter nearly as much as the as the time and the direction, right? Like, sure. it feels like for any This is place, the kind of stuff that he would figure out over yeah, time. Yeah, and direction. And over direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it feels like a spiritual thing. Right, it feels like it's there up there with uh, like yoga, like like because I think you would also probably have to contort your body a fair bit, and maybe that's mm. is that is that the objective with yoga that they get themselves so flexible because they're constantly saluting the, that the sun and that sort of thing, contorting their bodies is the idea yep. to get yourself so flexible that you can turn your internal tract into a straight tube and. Then 
mm. you will be able to have the sun shine straight through and get that that uh, UV enema, that full, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, it, it feels like the kind of like spiritual thing that you would say that when mm. you, you know, you're you're using yoga to learn how to bend mm. that really what you're trying to learn is how to straighten yourself oh my out. god alistair that's the most spiritual thing i've ever heard yeah yeah and but but <laughs> but what they mean is really literally is that those that mm-hmm. kilometer and a half of uh intestine mm. that you got god they're just trying to lengthen that out so that it just goes or just compress it into like a like a one of those kind of um, bits of air conditioning duct, mm. yeah. Know, so that it's kind of rippled like that, so that yep. it, it can just go straight from mouth to anus. Mm-hmm. You know, you line up your stomach so that both holes, mm. <laughs> both holes are like in a perfect alignment from you know your top of your neck to your anus, mm. and then you just basically look straight up at noon, mm. mouth agape, and the, the sun goes right down through you, and then it like that. A little, a little sort of beam shoots out onto the ground and burns an ant. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, there's no reason it would be more focused. I wouldn't think, unless you also place a little sort of lens in your in your butt hole. Mm, uh, you know, yeah. And why not? Why not at this? Well, point? exactly. At this point, at this point, put you've, a, you've put gone a so lens far in your in your mouth. And a lens in your butthole, and somebody looks through you, and they can see the rings of Saturn. Yeah, this is I mean Galileo's would it, would all... human telescope. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean that's yeah. It makes sense that that would be. I mean, you know, metal metal sort of caging. You know, metal metal walls were so rare back in those days. Mm. You could only really, <laughs> you know, the only thing long enough that you could really yes. use was a, was a human. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way: the, the human body of is it, there being any trees, you know. the The human body is basically a tube, Alistair. That's what That's it right. is. And why should we go making a new tubes when there mm. man is a tube? Man is naught but a tube, and he just um, needs straightening mm. out. And tube, mm, a tube. Um, well, I think I think amongst all of that, there's definitely a sketch idea. What right? would you say? It's the my body is a. But your body is a telescope. I view my neighbors. Um, mm. Yeah, I think so. Is there anything in uh, just when we were talking before about satellite delays, Alistair? Do you think that they train mm. a, a newscaster? school they train their newsreaders to try and predict the end of the other person's sentence and then start speaking earlier to minimize the delay i mean there's a chance that you will have an auto cue with the other person's script on it Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so there could be a chance that you are taught to no, read the auto cue. Yeah, and know when when the other person will cease reading and like recognize your own name on screen, mm. and then jump and then, in and jump in when when it seems like the right appropriate time and yeah. not leave much delay. 
Yeah, and then the, and then they have to do the same thing. And then do you end up with this kind of like cascading effect where Oh no, you don't. It would just be it would just be a hell. It would just be hell and you'd you'd go insane and um tear out your own eyeballs, which is a thing I'm terrified that I might do. Yeah, like yeah. you think that you Yeah, I don't think I'm ever afraid of that. I think I'm more afraid of it hooking on some barbed wire as I walk by, some mm. high barbed wire. That's interesting because that's something that is actually much more likely to happen to me um, yeah. given the, my life choices and the way I, I go about things. And yet that doesn't that doesn't Running me near high barbed instead of jumping over sort of the fences of secured buildings, you know, the secure buildings. Yeah, construction sites, you know, to steal um, old bits of wood out of a skip or something like that or... Abandoned yeah. properties to sort of poke around and see what it's like. That kind Do you of go thing. to a lot of abandoned properties. Alistair, still at this I've, point be, I've been been to a couple of abandoned properties recently, Alistair, and I got to tell you, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're sort of like the Indiana Jones of useless crap. <laughs> yep, Lara Croft, bin bin raider. <laughs> Bin chicken. That's yeah. me. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Tossing so through stuff. Is there a sketch idea in this idea? Um, no sketch in this idea, Alistair. Oh, I, mean, I mean, maybe this is there just is. How, how many people live their lives, isn't it? Mm. This is just sort of dumpster diving. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, let's, oh. I mean, this is not politically correct, Alistair, but let's just put yeah. it out there. Okay. Super sexy, super ripped Lara Croft type uh, hobo. Okay. Yeah. Who uses the same kind of back flipping, diving, spinning sort of thing, but mm. instead of um, you know, uh, priceless artifacts, artifacts when the planets align in some old temple, it's it's just chips, half eaten chips from a bin. Oh, like a cold barbecue chicken. Cold barbecue Sorry. chicken. Yeah, there's still a bit of um, you know. Meat on the bone, left, and she has to fight a rat. Wings, you know, yeah, got to find a rat. Like a, she has to fight a rat. Oh, and yeah. and then find and then rat. find find a rat mm. to um to sort of make a little burrito or something. Or a, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's cool. Um, I think that's definitely a sketch, Alistair. I'm not saying it's one that we would make. I mean, yeah. I don't know that I've got the body for it. I'll be honest, but I so do. Sexy, so I'm just writing Lara Croft hobo, mm. Mm. bin bin sifter. You know, bin sister. Yeah, bloody bin sifter, um, mate. You know, actually, recently, my girlfriend. You know, it's like it's just you know because I'm I'm uh, I'm experimenting with new looks, obviously, mm. and. Um, my girlfriend said, girlfriend my wife, um, who is also your wife, or maybe you also have a girlfriend, Al. No, I don't I have know. a girlfriend. I don't know. All hey, right. I don't have a girlfriend on the side. I have a girlfriend on the front, and she's my wife as well. <laughs> she's on my front. Um, but uh, she's, she started referring to me as looking hobo cute. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then she refers to me as her homeless person which is not you know that's not appropriate but no but you know it's said in a sense that where nobody's going to hear it and so obviously it's not insulting mm. to anybody 
The only way it would be insulting is if you were to broadcast it, say, to thousands of people. <laughs> well, then God, it would cause a problem. God, God forbid, Hallister, that that ever occur. I mean, and also, you know, it's not true because you have a home. You're in. She's presumably saying it to you in your home, so you can't be hurt. Oh well, I wouldn't be hurt by that, Andy. I don't think that being homeless is a bad thing. Good. You don't think it's a I bad mean, thing? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Well, <laughs> I, I you mean, think it's like, good. Do you, know, you think, you know, they I, make a lot of money actually begging. They make like no. thousands of dollars a day doing that. It's a scam. A lot of them have Andy, you're, apartments. You're willfully misinterpreting me. <laughs> um, what I mean is I don't think that it is a bad thing to be a homeless person. I understand mm. that being homeless is hard and not a good thing, but I don't think that you should person should feel bad because they're homeless, even though they feel bad because they're homeless. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tricky... I see what you're trying to do, Alistair, but in a way, yeah. like, linguistically and um, uh, socio-politically, it feels like you're trying to align your m- mouth with your butthole and allow the sun to shine through. You're, you're, you're well, threading a difficult... I think it's working, Andy. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've uh, burnt the... Ant of doubt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of ambiguity. Yeah, uh, because because as I was saying, it's the situation mm. that can, that is bad, not what you are, and it shouldn't be the judgment of it that is is uh, that you shouldn't feel bad for from judgment. That's right. Because the the body might be homeless, but mm. the soul isn't. Because it has a home, That's right. the body. It has the, the body. It lives in the body. That's right. Um, um, this is actually something when I was talking to my son earlier while he was pooping. Oh, yeah. Um, he was asking about, he asked me um, what uh, what things, how do we die? Mm. And uh, how does it happen? And he's, he said, what parts die that would kill you like you know what parts of your body would oh, stop wow. working for you for you to die and uh and i said well, can you guess and he kind of guessed the the hand uh, the heart and the brain oh you know and i was like those are good yeah yeah that's really good ones you know there's a few others there's vital organs <laughs> and then it started making me think and i was like well but you know but your hand can die yeah and that won't kill the rest of your body yeah but i was thinking of the idea of non-vital organs i mean no Vital non-organs. <laughs> so you know non-vital organs. But yeah. what about vital non-organs? So okay. let's say there was a vital hand. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to keep your hand alive or else you died. Um, well, do you I think mean... You, do you think you would do less sort of grinding of meat into sausage out of fear that... Your hand would get caught in the in the meat grinder, and then you would die. Well, allow me to um, ask you this question, Alistair. If your mm. heart was exposed to the elements, do you think that you would use that heart to push meat into a grinder? Mm. And I think the answer is no. Would I would I have the heart at the at the end of my sort of arm that I use to push things in with? Or should, or is it on? Would it be at the end of my chest, it's still, right? It's which I very of... rarely use for pushing meat into anything. Well, Alistair, and why is that? I mean, I think you've proven my point. You know, your face <laughs> is sort of in a yeah. is is it, is it would 
it seems to me would be an equally valid thing to use to push meat into a grinder, right? It's just there well, I do poking out face. from your body. <laughs> I do use my face, especially particularly my nose, for touch screens. Really? Yeah, because of, you know, often holding onto a child or a baby or something like mm. that. And that both my hands are kind of taken up, but I have my screen there and I can just bring my nose down <laughs> and, uh, and sort of do a few, a few, you know, simple moves. I can't type a whole sentence. No, but you can send, you know, a, a, a reply GIF or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I can send a dick pic or something like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that won't stop me. Not take um, a new yeah. dick pic, pic, but I can definitely, no. you know, select one from the album. Yeah, I could probably use my chin to take a nose pick. I don't think you could. I think the chin is not useful to you for um, for interacting with the touch screen. I think it's too wide. You wouldn't get the accuracy. Uh, no, I think just that bend area. But also, it depends. The button, the button for triggering photos, is pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big, but I've seen and your you chin. Get... It's not that pointy, so I, I stand by my original statement. Okay, but I mean, I don't mind making a few mistakes along the way. That's true. You know? you, you really want to send that nose pick, so <laughs> you've got a lot yeah. of a lot of wives waiting on the other end of that uh, that text line. Um, yeah. While we're while we're talking about um, our boys, uh, do mm. you <laughs> how, do you do you think that you're good at taking compliments, Alistair? I think I'm okay at it. Yeah. Because um, I was in the shower uh, this morning and uh, Finn came into the bathroom. He looked at me and he said, that's a big, big penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I got one of those once when, I was, when, when the kid was younger. And you go, ah, oh, child, you're so innocent. Well, I mean, my, literally my first instinct was to say, no, it's not. <laughs> but then and I was did you like, say that? no, I didn't. I said, I said, thank you, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> it was Finn. <laughs> In the back of his mind, he's like, oh, people like, people like it when you compliment well, <laughs> the size of their penis. <laughs> well, my, see, I want to say, no, it's not. And then I was like. Well, if I do, my 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 self-deprecating instinct kicked in, and I yeah. wanted to downplay the compliment, and so I I I, I was going to say no, no, and then I thought, well, then what does that say in his head? That's that says to him that you know that uh, you shouldn't accept compliments, or that or that you know your 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 penis size is even something that you have to consider correcting people on, or you know that that is mm-hmm. that is up for judgment. And so instead yeah. I accepted the compliment, which I think does exactly the same thing in reverse. And, you know, scars him for life in different ways. Andy, I think you, I think you made the right choice. Oh, uh, I was I think, on the spot. I was on the spot. Andy, I think you did, you did good. You, you didn't mm. add any kind of body negativity in there. Uh, you showed that you feel, you, you could make it seem like you feel good about yourself. But I mean, <laughs> That's he doesn't what I was associate... Hoping. He doesn't necessarily associate having a big penis with the societal pressures of feeling like you should. Indeed, and He's, and he didn't. What he was saying, he wasn't even like wasn't 
in his mind, something that could be interpreted as a compliment or otherwise. And so, see, that's why I'm worried that I've made it something in his mind that you can judge or <laughs> accept somebody on the basis of. Um, but you could, you could, but look, listen, like my kid just the other day, yesterday, I said, I thought you liked this pea and ham soup that I made. Mm. And he said, I said that yesterday because I didn't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> Right, and so he already knows the societal pressures. So oh, there's a he's, chance he's already want... ruined. He's already so way older than us. A, <laughs> so, so you can see that there's a chance that your son, <laughs> through watching TV, has picked up on societal pressures that to have big body parts is good, mm, yeah. right? You know, and so he may have already known it, and he was trying to lift you up a little bit. He might have thought you were you were seeming a bit down today. And then it'll come up in a couple of days' time for some reason, and he'll say, "Dad, I didn't really think it was big. <laughs> I just thought you needed a bit of a lift today, that day." And then he, the next thing he said was, "You are doing lots of wheeze," and I was like, "I'm not." Not, that's just the way the water flows over the body. Um, even if I had been oh, doing that, no. I would have, I would have, <laughs> I would have stopped when you came in, because. <laughs> oh no, my kid, my kid, on numerous occasions, like if we if we go to the, the pool and then we have to go in the same cubicle and pee, mm. he'll just be like, "I'm gonna watch this while you're peeing," mm. and he just needs needs to see it come out. Yeah, well, that's. That's just, you know, fluid dynamics. That's just, you know, we're, we're all interested yeah. in the intricacies in, but, of laminar so, flow. So, so the thing that you're trying to stop is to, for them to, to... It's not okay to pee in the shower is what you, the lesson you're trying to teach them? I, I don't... I, uh, I don't even necessarily <laughs> think that that's an important lesson. I just felt I needed to correct the record on this occasion. Sure. Yeah, that's okay. And I'm not, even though I think that it's okay... <laughs> I mean, I don't want you philosophically, to there's in. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> a drain is a drain. Mm. Mm-hmm. But but just understand that many people do find it unhygienic. Mate, any strain's a drain. That's what I say. Any strain is a drain. That's that's no good. Any um, any drain. Any drains a drain. There you go. That's. That's a good one. That one rhymes as well. You can use any that. drains a drain. That's good. Yeah. So, mm. what do you think about vital hand? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if it's quite there yet, Alistair. And I feel I realize that's a very Alistair thing to say. Um, but like, in what you know, in what way? I mean, you could you could have had your heart replaced with sort of one of those pumps that you use on a sort of a mid-sized speedboat to uh, pump mm. the, wa- the the fuel from the jerry can into the outboard motor before the fuel pump kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then, you know, you have that in your hand, so you've got to basically squeeze that. Something that's basically like what you would have as a stress relief ball, but now it's almost the opposite because it's plugged directly into your circulatory system and you need it to survive. Right, right so but then how do you sleep? Um, well, you, that, this is why you need uh, a loved one, um, so that they can stay awake and pump I told you, both I, your hearts I, I, I've about, while you, while one of you sleeps. I've talked about that on stage. Really? About how your, your heart pumps automatically, 
But imagine if it didn't and you would have to like consciously keep pumping it and you would forget, right? Mm. But then that would make sense why we pair up. That would make like, like almost more sense because then you would stay up and, you know, uh, maybe pump their heart for them or whatever. I can't remember how I did it. That mm. doesn't make sense to me now, but maybe they would CPR you while you sleep. <laughs> Well, I'm, it's incredible that uh, I obviously have heard you do that on stage and then just repeated it back to you like it was my own idea. Or uh, you you haven't seen me perform on stage for a long time, other than I the show that we've done together. No, I really haven't. No, it's it's one of my greatest regrets. But I do, but I do run every single idea that I have by you. So mm. there's a chance that it could have got in that way. Mm. Um, okay, so look, there's that. There's that idea. But wait, so. So just a vital hand. You just couldn't have just like a no reason vital hand, I guess. You would have to have a reason. Well, I mean, this is almost like Samson and his hair, you know? Feels like he had mm. vital hair. That um, Right. What would happen to him? So what, is this he, the guy, he had seven locks? Is that I don't know how many locks he had. I just know that he was incredibly strong. And, is he, from, um, the, is he then, from the Bible? Yeah, and he's a biblical chap. And then all his hair I was think, cut off and he lost all his um, mojo. I think that might be the basis for the why Rastafarians have big dreadlocks. Really? It has to do with Samson and his locks of hair. Really? Oh, very I, interesting. I think so. So he had vital hair, but he died if you cut it or did he? I think he just became vulnerable and then he may have been killed as a result. I, uh... So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the details. It's like getting one of those diseases where disease doesn't kill you, but it makes you vulnerable to like a cold or something. Mm. Maybe mm. Yeah. one of those diseases. One of those ones. You yeah. know those ones? Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. Um, a vital hand. Vital hand. I want it to be something, Alistair. Vital finger. Vital toe. Vital toenail. I guess. We- what it would be like if there, you know, if we didn't have to trim, just because fingernails are all very well, they're just well, like a, look, uh, a a bit that just grows on the top of your your, your finger. But what if it was your whole can, finger that grew, and you had to keep clipping it off? You know, it yeah, would grow an extra good. segment, like uh, like a bit of bamboo, an extra knuckle on the end, and you have to get some secateurs and then chop it off <laughs> at the <laughs> at the knuckle. <laughs> I mean, look, Andy, it's it's instantly there, that sketch idea. <laughs> and it's it's just a couple. Yeah. Uh, sitting and watching TV. Yeah, and one of the guys. And the guy's like, where's the... Where's the... Uh, clippers. Yeah, the clippers. <laughs> and then he comes back and he's got these huge secateurs. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, and then he cuts it, and he, while she's mm. watching something on TV, it's not necessarily reality TV show, but that's what's good to escape to at the moment, you know. Mm. Mm. So reality. she's watching that, and he's shouting <laughs> at every at every snip. Ah! Um. Yeah, and yeah, and then and then when he's done, you know, he's he's a, he's a bloody mess. Yep. Um. She says, oh, could you pass them to me? I need to do mine. Yeah. You know? Beautiful. And, yeah, I think... Um, I, think oh, I mean, do you do it over a bin? Or do you do it... Or do you just let them fall on the ground and then think you'll, you'll get them next time you vacuum? 
Yeah, I do it into the sink. That's really interesting. I've never seen anybody else do that. But yeah, I know. I guess it's I just not something like... you see people do. It's one of the private things that you everyone has yeah. their own. Well, anybody that I've seen do it on the on public transport, they didn't bring a sink with them. <laughs> um, I haven't seen many people do it on public transport. It's a pretty out there thing to bring into the, the public domain. I think I've done it into a plastic bag as well. Yeah, I've seen you do that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I've also just done it into the open, you know, into the open living room, you know, when I back in the day. I don't I don't chew my fingernails, but I do clip my fingernails over my open mouth. I I, <laughs> I lean back and look habit. at the ceiling. <laughs> open my mouth um, wide and then clip my fingernails into it. Let them fall down to the back of my throat. <laughs> The way the, swallow them whole and dry. The way that the vital hand, I think, can work, mm. right? And I, I get that it's not super fun yet, but is that you could have, like, I know you said some pump from a thing, but you know how have you ever heard of the idea of like somebody's heart being replaced by a motor? Um, so yes, I removes, have. I think that removes. might even have happened to some people, right? Like, really. For real. I think there might be people with artificial hearts. Yeah, right. And they don't beat, but they just have a constant whir. They just whir. They and just they, hum. And so they don't beat. Yeah. And and the idea that maybe for some reason you couldn't put it in the chest and you just put it inside their hand, in the palm of their hand, under the skin there. Oh, yeah. And so then with tubes, you know, going in and stuff like that. And so then suddenly they've got a vital hand. Oh man, I can't make this work. Baby, you make my heart go. Is that what you would do when you run? I guess you would have to like increase the rate. That's when you stop running quite as fast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So you can never handle that, like, sprint for as long. All right, Vital Hands Out. Um, maybe sorry, the episode, I lost Maybe the episode could still be called Vital Hand. Um, I was... Okay, okay. It'll live on as the name of the episode, Vital Hand. Um, I, it did occur to me that the, the clipping your fingers, it does sound like a pruning sort of thing that you'd have to do at a certain time of year. So, like, in this universe, yeah. there'd almost be like a Gardening Australia-type show. Um... But it's entirely for managing the growth of your body. I guess this is the kind of a universe where where animals grow more like trees, and the human body is is a sort of an, a a very an organism of variable form, um, in you know like trees where it can be shaped and sculpted in that way, and 
you know, it is done through selective pruning um, and sort of wiring and making it grow into certain shapes that are considered desirable. So I guess the alter- this, is, this is alternative to diet and exercise. We don't have that system anymore. What we have is, you know, favourable sunlight, um, uh, a, 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 an effective use of a trellis. That's sort of a thing. trellis. A trellis. You know, you strap yourself to a trellis at night with little those little wire wire ties that you use when you're training a fruit tree. Yeah, right. Um, so it's basically a bonsai. The the bonsai body. The bonsai body. I mean, I guess if you you could sort of this idea that you could sort of just put yourself in a mold every night so that you could get the body shape that you want. Very interesting. I'm sure I'm sure there are people who have tried that. I think it yeah. might even be possible if you were prepared to have some sort of you know jelly crystal injection. You know, if you had enough gelatin mm. injected into your veins, possibly from fingernail clippings that you've been collecting in a bag and then you uh yeah, you have them the liquefied. Bag that you hold with it. your vital hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would life be different if your hands were vital? You know. Ah. Because, um, like, suddenly, suddenly, you're chopping, you're chopping vegetables. Mm. Right, and then you cut your hand a little bit, and this hand is vital. <laughs> So and you so rush to the hospital. Go straight to the hospital because you go and you're having a hand attack, basically. <laughs> and do you do you drive yourself to the hospital? And I think you you'd need an like I think you could die. You might be dying. Mm, no, of course. Get an infection in something vital. Oh, you got an infection as well. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're cutting bacteria <laughs> for dinner. Yeah. Oh, one of those huge, a huge single-celled organism that you're just carving up on the. On isn't the an egg a single cell? It is. Yeah, like an ostrich egg. That's one cell. I still haven't yeah. got my head around that exactly how that works, but I think I think that's true. Um, Feels like it would be made up of lots of cells, doesn't it? Yeah, but I guess. It, I guess it can't be because yeah. because that would interfere with the growth of the organism which has to germinate from a single cell. Mm. That's just how that first split would be great to watch. But I mean imagine if you could get an E. coli, you know, like a like a fist sized E. coli bacteria. That you mm, could just and eat it. You and you could eat it. <laughs> you could just fry it like an egg. <laughs> I think that, and also, I don't think that would be bad for you in any way. Like it could be a a really toxic bacteria, but once it's mm. at that size, if, if you you know you chop it, kill it, crack it, whatever it is that you do, it's mm. not going to hurt you because it doesn't have any functional units that are smaller than itself. Yeah. What's um. 
Yeah, we could get jumbo jumbo bacteria. Like salmonella, right? Yeah. Bad Eating if it's one tiny. Salmonella is great. But one salmonella, one, you know, meal-sized salmonella could be the way forward. Could be the way forward. I can imagine a vending machine, you know, where you just want something fresh. Mm. You feel bad bad about eating, you know, whatever. You could go yeah. up there and there's it's just it's just tubes full of bacterium, enormous bacterium, and you, they they flop out squishy onto a mega bacteria. Mega bacteria. I feel like you know, I feel like it's 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 a direction we could go because what you know, what are we gonna eat when, you know, the plants can no longer be pollinated? Mm. And yes. cows are all dead, and the, all the tofu trees have mm, died, shriveled up. Um, then, basically, when are we we're going, just going to, to domesticate? We need something that we can that we can grow in vats. We can. We've made everything else grow way bigger than it was ever supposed to. Yeah, surely we can do this. Yeah, and so um, because I mean, you can you could picture that maybe their textures would actually be pretty good. Oh, I, I absolutely am. Yeah. Like quite a jelly-like kind of thing. Uh, but I think yeah, also, but... you know, you cook them and they would they would go hard like an egg. Mm. It, it's sounding really good to me. Yeah. Now, and and you can already see the news report. Now, now you might think that going to a restaurant and being served salmonella would be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But what restaurant is hoping to change all that? (laughs) Yeah, well, Salmonella gets, it's been quite hard getting it past the the, um, the Mm. health inspector, but explaining that, uh, you know, that that we're only cooking one Salmonella per Mm. dish um, and that it's not breeding in your your body and causing uh, diarrhea. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's been hard to get get across. We did we did have one period where we were shut down by the health department, but that was because some E. coli had got onto the salmonella. And, yes, yes. But that happened at the at the packing plant, and it was little little E. coli, regular size. Anyway, now is there a way in which we can take this to the next level where somebody makes? Uh, some giant, like E. coli or, or Salmonella, their boyfriend or girlfriend, mm. okay. because they keep growing it even bigger. Yes, right. They keep growing it even bigger, and then somebody kind of starts to like it and say that they have humanity or they have got you know personalities <laughs> and things like that. And then they want to have a a sexual relationship with it, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and, of course, that's going to happen. And I guess their friends would be worried about this. I guess so. Because you know, you're like, well, he, you know, he's not actually interested in you. Like, you know, at, in reality, it's just a giant bacterium that wants to feast on your living flesh. The only reason it can't is because it's too big to get, you know, um, into your. Uh, circulatory system or whatever it is that that's it, right you know. yeah and then but then he's like well i was listening to what you had to say 
but then it split and offered me twins. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's sort of like a Twilight movie, but Edward is an enormous bacterium. Yeah, right? but then I think maybe they grow them even bigger. I mean, I haven't seen Twilight at all. No, um, me neither. No. Um, but he was a vampire who you'd traditionally think of as wanting to prey on humans, but then he's given yeah. a sort of a sympathetic, will they, won't they kind of love story with Bella? Don't know. Haven't seen it. I did. I did. Bella. <laughs> I did. Um, Cook and girlfriend. Mm. And I think, but I think you could keep making them even bigger. And then suddenly you could have one say as a raft. And you could have one that maybe you could live inside of. You know, bacteria have have ways of evolving that allow, uh, like, parallel evolution, or maybe it's not parallel evolution, but where you can grab genes from other creatures, uh, other bacterium, and take some of their little fancy tricks, right? Some of them are, you know, an advantage. Some of them will be a disadvantage because it might just add weight to you, and then you move a bit too slowly, right? But... What about this idea where they can just get a whole human inside them? What kind of function would that add to their uh, to their existence? Well, well, you, you know, know the if, mitochondria. What if a person was in is... there running? Yes, running, and they and the sort of the the outer skin of the bacteria kind of flopped around them like that, and you kind of used them like a hamster ball, like a zorb. Yeah, basically. Like a, I don't think experience. you can run inside those zorbs. Can't run in a zorb. No, I think it's mostly just for being rolled downhill. I think you can walk around in a Zorb. Um, and if I'm you can sure. walk, you can run. I'm going to look up Zorbs. <laughs> okay. I looked up artificial hearts before. They're definitely a thing that exists. Okay, that's I cool. I don't know if anyone has them in their hand, though. Vital hand. Oh, these people look like they're just rolling around. Oh, no, this person's running. Yeah? Yep. You can run in a Zorb. I didn't know there was that much space in there. No, sorry. Yeah, they're big. They're not like... It's definitely... I know, I just... I thought you had to, like... It couldn't be that big so that you couldn't flop around so much and get that much, like, speed inside there. Like, you know, like, as you're being banged against each wall. (laughs) Well, I think they just deliberately don't put you in a scenario where you're going to roll out of control at I think they roll you down mountains. All right, Alastair. Like, well, I mean, like... No, this is it. This is the disagreement that's going to end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Be cool. I mean, to be in a big sphere like that allows you to walk on water? I think it will be... Oh, yeah, does it? I guess it does. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It was a... It was a technicality. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus was in a Zorb. I wonder if that can be used to explain any of his other um, (laughs) miracles. I mean, you know, the the turning over the tables of the moneylenders in the temple. Mm. You know, maybe his Zorb was just out of control. Well, it's actually really difficult not to knock over tables when you're in a Zorb. (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't be interpreted as a political statement in any way. Yeah, he actually knocked over his mom's table as well when he was visiting her. Yeah, the the Church of the Zorb Christ, Alastair, is uh, a very valid sketch. 
I think. And, you know, he's is he ever depicted as sort of being in a glowing ball of some of light? Probably. Seems like something Christ would do. Yeah. Um, um, and maybe that's why he resisted the temptations of the devil. He, like, you know, the, the devil tempting him because he couldn't actually give in because he was inside a Zorb. Yeah. And so whatever he was offering him, he goes, oh, the entrance way, I don't know how to use that. Yeah. Which is why I'm always in this sore. And Couldn't... I just pee out the hole, <laughs> the little hole. You don't think that Satan could have offered him any any temptations through the hole? Well, it's pretty limited, isn't it? Mm. Ones that kind of ruin his sort of godly credibility. <laughs> Which he would have had a lot of, by the way, as a guy who rolls around <laughs> in a big ball and pees through a hole. <laughs> well, you got to understand at the time that they hadn't. Yeah, you're um, right. They hadn't synthesized those those sort of hydrocarbon-based materials, mm. and so this was actually, you know, indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, and that would I think that would have had a lot to his mystique. You know, he, mm. he you don't see him all that clearly through the haze. And whenever he leaves, he just leaves a mysterious golden trail. He's constantly <laughs> urinating. Yeah, and that would explain why he had a big beard and long hair. It's just, mm. you know, just that he was probably a backpacker. Yes. And he couldn't get out of the Zorb, and so he couldn't shave or cut his hair. But how he kept that robe white, I do not know. Uh, I magic. Guess it's from very... God. Very strategic pooping and peeing through that hole. <laughs> really, his greatest miracle was how he peed and pooed through that hole without getting any inside the Zorb. I'm looking forward to when we discover this relevant testament in the Dead Sea Scrolls, in some other Sea Scrolls. Um, um, how many sketch I ideas we are we talking, Alice? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. I think that's six, so I guess... I guess, Andy, we could go to this next section of the uh, pod, which I don't know if you've heard about this, but we we get three words from a listener, right? Now, the only listeners that can send us three words are uh, ones who've joined our Patreon for the $3 thing. And uh, this time, and I'm going to, this time, this listener is uh, Yannick Rausch. Yannick. Or Yannick, or Yannick Rausch. But I'm going to just guess Rausch. Yannick, mm-hmm. one of the most, Yannick. you know, um, amazing names we have on the show. Just a great Absolutely. name. I, I went to school, to primary school with some Yannicks, but that was a French thing, Yannick. You know, right. Yannick. But, there you um, go. Now, Andy, do you want to try to guess what one of the words is? Uh, kleptomania? No, Andy. No. It's dandruff. <laughs> okay. Uh, lungs? Do you want to... What? Lungs? No, Andy. Based. Oh. Um... skin. No, Andy. Economy. There you go. <laughs> Dandruff-based economy. Great words, Yannick. Mmm... <laughs> I mean, this is this this what this what this uh, su- 
suggests to me immediately is a kind mm. of economy where you're born with all the diseases, right? So you yeah. come into the world with all the diseases. And instead of paying for things with yeah. money, it it's an economy where we exchange the cure for various diseases or we cure people of diseases. You know what I'm saying? So you wouldn't earn $50, but you mm. can get one tier three disease removed from your body. And yeah, maybe, maybe we all live in a cesspit. Yes, we are born into a cesspit and you're instantly dunked in all the plagues of the world. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you continue to live. None of them are fatal. That's the key. None of them are <laughs> but fatal. they're all debilitating. Well, it's all... I mean, maybe they are all of the level of, of dandruff. They're all more a sort of a, a malaise, you know? And they pervade it's, the body. Look, it's, it's not that far from, you know, from regular society where, you know, the, the more... The up, the more upper echelons you grow, the more likely it is that you can just be easily beautiful with uh, mm. nice skin and have you know an, an easy life where you're not as itchy. Mm. I mean, when you think of the rich, do you ever picture a rich person being itchy? <laughs> itchy richy is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever pictured. Elon Musk <laughs> scratching himself. Um, itch, itchy Rich, that show, that movie. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, is there a reality show that is... Um, <laughs> How itchy space, are the rich? It's, oh. it's, it's, it's sort of like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. But yeah. we just... We just... A vital hand. Get in celebrities and we don't put them in a jungle or anything like that we just make them really itchy <laughs> it's called itchy richie we, no okay we this this we we don't put them in the jungle to put them through discomfort we just give them irritating diseases right <laughs> we we give Wait, them i mean just some sort of like inflamed pimple, and uh, yeah, you know, s- some sort of scratching lice, pubic lice, and you know these kinds yeah. of things. I mean, it's like that 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 thing that they made for the Australian Amazon, the lol. Uh, mm. Laugh out loud. <gasps> but it's it's ten celebrities yes. go into a house for twelve hours. And, and we the make first them one increasingly itchy and you're not allowed to scratch yourself. <laughs> and it's called Itch to be Rich. Yeah, or Itchy Richie. Yeah, Itchy Richie. Okay, sure. Itchy Rich. Um, yeah. And we get Macaulay Culkin to host, host it. It seems like the sort of thing that he would do. <laughs> It'd be great for him to sort of revisit his what is it his richie rich richie rich character do you think he'd be doing the the thing as richie rich (laughs) yeah i think he would is it going to be called richie itch 
it's the Richie itch. I mean, itchy rich, Richie itch. Uh, yeah, yeah, either of them works. Yeah, and rich. <laughs> he's used his Richie Rich millions, all the money that yeah. his family had, to set up this macabre social experiment. And I guess there's money mm. that goes to maybe charity um, at the end, or maybe the last person to uh, scratch is just allowed to leave with their life. I, don't I think know. if it went towards like if it went towards like you know uh, research for psoriasis or, um, mm, lovely, you know, like a like a skin condition of the celebrities choosing, <laughs> you know, um, we're not doing any permanent itchiness to them, not at all. We you know we're just we're tickling them. There's lots of tickly stuff in there. There's m- mosquitoes. <laughs> Oh God! Um. <laughs> there are fleas. Fleas, you know. Yeah. I mean, we we will we will sort of. Oh, their clothes are like kind of like just that scratchy, a little bit yeah, sweaty, a he- little bit scratchy. They're sort of sacks. Yeah, hessian. <laughs> yeah, but minimum, like you know, they're sleeveless. Sure. To they're sort of like leave those, more you know, access for like the mosquitoes. Short. You know, like they're shorts, but it's like a one-piece suit. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing this the Hessian all over your body, the the figure hugging Hessian uh, yeah. onesie. This is a real. Yeah, this is a really, really good idea. All their hair is really frizzed up, and sometimes they have to go into really small areas. So their hair is like tickling each other. They go, "Get off me with your hair!" Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you're driving me crazy. And maybe just hair, like hair from like hairdressers, is just oh, blown there's hair into the lying vent. around. <laughs> <laughs> they all have to get haircuts. They all get haircuts. They have to give each other haircuts. I have scratched myself so much during this conversation. By the way. <laughs> And the, the soundtrack, show. the soundtrack, like constantly at t- <laughs> at all times, there's just a little voice going, itchy, 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 scratchy, oh, yeah. scratchy. That's the thing is that talking about itchiness makes you mm. itchy. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's a good show. Yeah. Um, I do think, I mean, this economy, I mean, this... There was just it was just making me think. I mean, if I was just going the, the literal translation of the of the words, if you did have a dandruff based economy, right? Yeah. There's this kind of this idea that if um, because you keep adding, everybody's producing the money, which is dandruff. Yeah. So you're worried right? about so inflation. The, well, I think there would be unbelievable inflation, and so then to think that like, suddenly it's. You, you wouldn't be able to survive just off the dandruff that you produced yourself naturally. Pretty soon, your dandruff is worth nothing. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> But then you would have to sort of like start farming skin, either from yourself by sort of shaving off more or by getting animals and getting making their skin dry. And I guess an like a sort of, you know, a hairy animal, that's a... 
they're kind of more productive because their whole body is kind of is, is a head is a hairy right. head yeah you know and so you can get more dandruff from them does any other part of the body create dandruff it's just the head right um it's you know to to my understanding yes i mean maybe you could cultivate it in other areas of the body if you if you treated it wrongly in the right ways like are people with that. super hairy arms do they get arm dandruff or is it just cuz Oh, I the, the, one. I think sometimes I have like sort of flaky skin in my eyebrows. I don't know if that's anything. No, yeah, and like I think I've seen some flaky skin in people's beards and mustaches. Yeah, it's a bit yuck, isn't it? But that's probably yeah, just yeah. natural dead skin that was going to fall off anyway, and then it's yeah. just become trapped. No, oh, not enjoying this is at there, all. Is there a sketch idea in this? Oh, you, you think I we like, should just you know little 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 baggies of white powder that turns out to be dandruff. That's all I got. (laughs) Smuggling it in bricks out of Colombia. I think you could teach people about the economy by through the, through the prism of dandruff. Okay. (laughs) Like what if suddenly dandruff became the most valuable thing for some reason? Mm. And then everybody, it's like we all struck gold. Mm. But then the more dandruff that people collect, the less, the lower the price for it goes. White gold. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty limited lesson you could teach about the economy, right? It's hyperinflation. That's about it. But that could be a lesson. Maybe that's valuable. I'm going to write it down. Okay, Al. Dandruff. I think I think there's a lot in there. Uh, I, I think even a hyperinflation teaches you a lot of ideas about um, about the economy based uh, gold rush and inflation. Right. Well, Andy, I guess I better take us through the sketch ideas. Okay. Assuming you're still there. I'm yeah. here. Uh, well, we've got the body as a temple, uh, and the let the light uh, the shine in. Yoga, the point of yoga is to uh, to get that light alignment, so it can pass through you. It's something like that. I don't know. Then we got Lara Croft Hobo, um, where she. This is you may understand this one better than I do. But it's 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 Lara Croft. But instead of stealing expensive things from tombs, she's stealing worthless stuff from bins. Al, it's not that complicated. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. And then there's fingers trimmed like fingernails. So it's like the guy's like, mm. hey, um, like I'm I'm on like five knuckles per finger now. I gotta cut my fingers. I've really let these my things fingers. go. Where's the clippers? Yeah, I've been letting these go. It's like and now people at work are looking at me weird. So. And then, so yeah, there's that. And then there's the fingernail uh, clipping straight into your mouth. That's somebody mm. who's who maybe used to have a a, a nail you, chewing problem, I but can't then they believe they you wrote that it. down. That's well, because I think it is a funny idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank think, you. Yeah. No, I, I've stopped. I've stopped chewing my nails, which is a gross, gross habit. And so now I've just started clipping my fingernails straight into my mouth. <laughs> Great. Um. And we've got Mega Bacterium, which is, you know, first they're at a restaurant, but then 
they've kept growing them in there and they eventually become girlfriends and then possibly vehicles and then maybe places of residence or maybe just a new evolution of a of man an e coli mm. as big as a cauliflower an e coli flower if you will broccoli would you call bacterium you know like you know you say man and beast would you say a bacterium is a beast yeah <laughs> i would yeah these ones I would, yeah. And then we got Jesus was in a Zorb, which explains a lot of things, his miracles. <laughs> I think. Mostly the um, walking on water. Mostly the walking on water. We'll work on some other tables. <laughs> which I don't think yeah, the knocking over the tables is ever really put down as one of the major miracles. But <laughs> to me, though, to me, it's a. It's quite something. I mean, what what kind of tables are they? We don't know. Do you think do you, you think might be picturing cured... car tables? But they could have been really big tables, yeah. really heavy. Um, and he was, he was he picked up quite a bit of speed um, going downhill. And then uh, something else. Oh yeah, you know, imagine you could cure a leper. It turns out that it was actually just like a spinal thing. Mm. And uh, and rolled he just kind of rolled over him. Yeah, and it just kind of just it was like, <laughs> oh, that's got the spot. He wasn't a leper; he just had a spinal thing. It wasn't that his fingers thing. and toes had fallen off. It was he was well, a it was a spinal thing. I know. Well, turns out it was the spine was cutting off the blood. It was a compressed disc oh. that was cutting off the blood to his hands. And as soon as that was fixed, which weren't they grew at the back. Time. They grew back straight away. They all grew back. He actually activated that that gene that you know that sort of salamander gene that we have mm. in our uh, in our liver that allows it to regenerate. But he activated it in his hands. Bye. Then we got um, itchy rich reality show. Such a good Again, idea. Which is a great idea. I think, you know, it, it took us a lot of the episode to really warm up, I think. Um, and then the dandruff-based gold rush and... Uh, the associated lessons thereof. The associated lessons, yeah. The learnings. So, so beautiful, 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 Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. God, we appreciate it. Gosh, um, so much. I've been Andy. He's been Alistair. And you can follow us on Twitter. Oh, I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB. And we're at Two in Tank. You can follow us on Instagram at Two in Tank. You can follow me at A Trombley Virtual on Instagram. You can. Join our Patreon. It really helps, and it's very kind, and there's so much content on there now. Uh, and um, you can also review us, if you like, and you can write Andy a letter. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we, we were on the Podspotter podcast recently. Um, I'll yeah. try and remember to put a link to that down below. Uh, yeah, they interview people about their podcasts, and we talked about ours, and I think it was funny. Yeah, I think it was really fun and fun. E, uh, so thank you very much for listening, and we we love love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 